0: Well, the Vancouver Park Board is getting ready for Pride Month and talking about safe spaces in city-run facilities where sporting events are being held for young people. According to a recent survey, 64% of youth who identify as gay and bisexual have experienced abuse in sport, and it's happened in the form of bullying, assaults, and insults. Now, this abuse puts them at significantly higher risk of suicide and self-harm and they're playing sports in local facilities run by municipalities. Brennan Vastiovanski is the commissioner of the Vancouver Park Board, and he joins us now. Hi, Brennan. Hi, Robin. Now, you've been advocating that municipalities need to monitor this abuse. How do you regulate this?
1: Well, it, there's, uh, there's a couple of things. So, I mean, people of Vancouver, they le- we were elected by parents that uh, want their kids to keep them safe when they drop them off the sports. And uh, so it doesn't just affect the uh, rain, rainbow children, um, but that is obviously one of the, one of the groups. It also includes uh, other types of racism uh, that can happen um, and misogynistic comments and stuff like that. Uh, and at the moment, there's a lot of focus on uh, what the provincial or federal governments can do. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get uh, the, the incident in Surrey a couple of weeks ago with the under-11 uh, hockey you had the MLA get involved and demand like an inquiry and stuff like that. But even now, like a month later, nothing's happened. There's an independent investigation that no one has any visibility in. And so the focus is actually that uh, uh, when we look at the park board, local government, we're the only people that can actually have any kind of leverage over behaviors that go on in sports. And so we, when we focus at you know the people at the federal or provincial levels, they don't have access to the local facilities. Like they don't control the ice rinks or access to the soccer fields. And so the so local government can get involved and make a difference uh, to make these safe spaces because we control access to the sites.
0: So it's more important that you step in with some sort of policy. You talked about, um, last night you were at the park board meeting and you talked about implementing safe sports officers. How would that work?
1: So the the role that, uh, that local government can play already is about compliance, right? There's all these wonderful tools out there that uh, that are available. So uh, parents, coaches, entourage, and so on uh, can understand how to create a safe space. The thing that's missing is like the actual incentive to use them. And with our partners at VIA Sports, um, the people that actually fund sport in BC, uh, they provide wonderful tools on how to be able to identify um, uh, bad behavior uh, within a, a team or, or, or a sport, and also guidance on what to do about it and these tools have been around for a while, but uh, there, there hasn 't been a lot of incentive to use them and they 've not been widely adopted so and
0: so can you elaborate on these tools and what they are?
1: Yeah, like a lot of the uh, like I, I grew up uh, playing sports, and there are certain bad behaviors that, uh, that we'd be put through as athletes. Uh, you know, you might know the term suicide. It's like a high intensity sports, like a sprinting drill and coaches would sometimes use these, uh, as a form of punishment. You'd run until you throw up because you lost a game or what have you. And th- the thing is, is that that's a form of abuse and it takes the fun out of sports. You know, you've got, uh, another example is parents that forget that, you know, that they're, the kids are there to make friends. To enjoy themselves, to get fit, and instead they're shouting at refs, uh, they're they're shouting at players. You know, they're making it an uncomfortable environment. And the people don't necessarily uh, know how to step up. They don't know how to intervene. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to manage the incident. And what uh, what VIA Sport and some of their tools allow is how do you identify those early early behaviors and how do you stop them become before they become completely entrenched. And and what behaviors uh, do you identify that you just can't let it slide? You know, sometimes you see a parent and they're like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have done that, and you don't exactly know what to do. Maybe I'll just let it go this time. Well, that's the kind of um, education that a safe sport officer can provide. You know, you get someone that's doing something that they're not supposed to, and it makes people feel uncomfortable. Maybe no harm has actually happened yet. But there are ways to actually intervene. And so a safe sport officer could be a way of um, educating uh, parents, coaches, players, and the, the broader entourage officials on, on how to intervene earlier on. How do you spot the problem before uh, abuse has actually occurred?
0: Okay, you're talking about early on, but what about when parents are in the, in the stands, whatnot? Would you have someone going up and down the stands and say, listen, that's not appropriate behavior, please refrain from that?
1: No, it's not about like trying to uh, be at every game because, uh, you know, in Vancouver, there's like 50,000 field sports players or participants, right? So it's way too many for anyone to do. But there are tools out there that can educate parents, right? Like if you see somebody, uh, another parent that is, let's just say, sucking the fun out of the game, um, how do they interfere or how do they intervene without actually causing friction or doing it in a way that doesn't make people feel awkward or, or whatever, um, that type of stuff is uh, one of the ways uh, the education on, on those types of matters is how it can be, uh, the safe sport officer can contribute. And also when an incident has happened, how do you ensure that, um, you know, an investigation is done properly, uh, what kind of discipline might be appropriate. Uh, there's any number of, uh, of ways of providing a safe, a safe environment, but the challenge is, is that most of the people that are involved in amateur and youth sports um, are volunteers. They haven't been trained in it. They don't necessarily know how to spot it. They don't know what to do uh, when something occurs. And that's really kind of the role of the, the safe sport officer is to help ensure that these, um, uh, the people, all the people that are surrounding the sports uh, are aware of how to behave. And then when there is um, you know, maltreatment or, or bad behavior, that they know how to intervene and how, know how to speak up in a way uh, that makes uh, the, the sport remain fun.
0: What about having a registry to ban people who are abusive?
1: Well, the federal minister uh, for sports of Pascal St. Louis is looking at um, doing just that. Um, but again, that's at a federal level. The, the real impact that can occur is at the local level. This is a local government problem um, because what, uh, what the report uh, that was presented to the park board last night showed was that the vast majority of the incidents that occur of uh, psychological, emotional, physical, and sexual violence that occurs happens at local government facilities. They happen at the field, the ice rink, the change room, the, the trainer's room, those kinds of things. And it's having, a, it's having a negative effect on sports in general. Like, parents uh, want us to be able to just know that their kids are safe when they drop them off at soccer, But one of the knock on effects of having unsafe sports is like it's it's actually difficult for um, for the parents to have uh, volunteers like officiating their games. Right. So uh, sports everywhere are are having a hard time attracting and retaining enough good people that are willing to referee, as an example, because they're still taking abuse from from fans.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a tough so one. On. I wanted to talk a bit about Pride Month uh, quickly. It's coming up with events like Pride Swim and Eastside Pride. What are the ways that the Park Board? Uh, what are the ways are, are you doing? What are you doing uh, basically to ensure there's safety for participants? Uh,
1: so the uh, there is a like the Park Board is actively creating these safe spaces in the events and the events that you listed. They're available on on the, the Park Board website. And also in the in August, uh, they're also helping organize uh, pop-up events and the and the parade. Uh, so there's there is a number of uh, spaces that are safe for people that are um, are involved in the rainbow community, and that sort of that safe space is also extended to all groups and communities uh, across the city.
0: Okay, Brennan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us this afternoon.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Robin.